welcome back to the Not Your Mama podcast. This is Kelly. I am dropping in with a quick episode for you. So I have some really exciting guests coming up over the next several weeks. So I want to save a little space in your podcast feed, give you some awesome nuggets today, but we're going to keep it short and check back over the next several weeks for lots of really, really awesome guests in some areas that I get asked about or come up frequently, I should say, in parenthood. But today's episode, we are going to be asking the question, what should you eat before and after a workout? Now, I want to start by just saying, I think we should all just eat more intuitively more of the time. If you're interested in learning more about intuitive eating, I have two guest episodes on that topic, which we will link for you in the show notes. But I think we often, our brains invent ways to make exercise more complicated. Why do we do this? I'm sure there's like a really fantastic psychology explanation, but the truth is, you know, if we're trying to build a new habit, there's a few competing things happening. One thing is we want to make sure we don't fail, right? So our brain is like, uh, how can I, how can I like problem solve for everything, And we also have this idea simultaneously that this must be really complicated. So we're kind of like looking, you know, we're looking for how it's complicated. And I just want to tell you that what and how to eat around your workouts is truly not that complicated. This is, of course, all with the caveat of like, if you are an endurance athlete or, or even like a powerlifting athlete, if you have, you know, a bodybuilder, if you're have, if you have very concrete and specific plans to massively, uh, to, to consume a lot of energy or to use a lot of energy in your workouts, then this does not apply. You should actually talk to an expert in nutrition for endurance athletes or an expert in nutrition for bodybuilding athletes. But For most of us, and by the way, if you need a recommendation for who to talk to about nutrition and endurance athletes, Dr. Kirsten, Dr. K, she is the best. I will put a link to her website and her Instagram in the show notes. And by I will, I mean Alex will. Thank you, Alex. Um, But if you're just a regular person who's just doing workouts, then nine times out of 10, this like trying to plan your food around your workout is just going to distract you and make it more complicated so that you can't get your workout done, right? So if you're like, well, Kelly said I have to eat one hour before my workout, then you're like, oh, I can't do a workout because I didn't eat at whatever time or I ate a snack an hour ago, but I'm not ready to start my workout yet. So I guess I'm just going to miss my workout. Like, I know that seems a little overdramatic, but our brain will absolutely give us that excuse in the moment. Our brain is like a really big fan of excuses to not have to do hard things. And exercise is usually a hard thing. So don't let the timing of your meals or the type of meal that you're eating be a distraction from getting it done, just making sure that it happens. Now, we do have some considerations that are worth keeping in mind. So first, let's talk about what we eat before a workout. Now, women in particular, or people with female hormone structure, we do not do well 
working out in a fasted state. And that usually comes as a surprise for people because maybe you've heard about intermittent fasting. Well, I will tell you that the vast majority of nutrition research is done on college age men or it's done on elite athletes. So those populations do not necessarily overlap with the prenatal and postpartum world. And male athletes have a very different hormone structure than female athletes. And what we know about women is that our bodies do not like to starve. It's actually a a pretty cool uh, survival or evolutionary, you know, kind of survival technique that we've created because we have to have fat on our bodies. If you look up body fat percentages, you can look up what is considered essential fat in men and women. And in women, it is much, much higher than men. We ha- our bodies need to have fat. And you may know that if you actually work out too hard or under eat too much, you will lose your period. Your period is a vital sign. Your fertility is one indicator of health. So when we have fertility issues or we have missed periods, that is not, um, it is a symptom of an underlying uh, nutritional deficit or some other health issue. It is not itself a health issue. It is itself a symptom. And so we want to get to the root of that. That was a little sidebar on periods. (laughs) But if um, our bodies have this much higher fat amount, essential fat, because we are designed to carry and feed babies. And if we don't have, and of course, you know, evolutionarily, we want to be able to basically get pregnant all the time, right? Like we, our bodies want to be able to have a baby, feed that baby for possibly years, right? Like a year or two, and then be able to have another baby because life expectancy and, you know, so... Our bodies want us to be fat. And when we starve ourselves, and I'm using starve ourselves a little bit hyperbolically, but when we do not consume enough food to maintain that essential level of fat, or if we drastically change the ratio of food and, you know, of food intake and caloric burn, then our body will start to freak out. We'll have all kinds of hormonal effects much more readily than a man will. So that is why, one, I just generally don't recommend intermittent fasting. And two, I don't recommend working out on an empty stomach or working out in what we would call a fasted state. I know that does make morning workouts hard. I'll talk a little bit more about that in a sec. But we want you to have something to eat an hour or two before your workout. Now, I have a pretty high tolerance, like, I eat a ton. I metabolize food quickly. I can eat like 20, 30 minutes immediately before a workout, and I'm generally fine. Of course, you know your own body. You might know like, no, if I eat something, it like sticks with me for like two hours. You also can be cognizant of what food you're eating, right? So typically I eat like a gigantic bowl of oatmeal every morning. Oatmeal is like very filling to me. And I know that if I'm going to teach an early morning class, I probably don't want to eat that whole bowl of oatmeal, or I might choose to eat eggs or something that doesn't feel like as stomach filling. So you can use that 
if you are an early morning workout person or if you're someone who gen- generally like it doesn't feel good to you to eat with you know food in your stomach I don't typically recommend having something like a protein shake right before a workout because if you actually chug down a whole shake like you're going to have that like full liquid gut feeling when you're trying to do your workout. And if you are dealing with pelvic floor stuff and core stuff anyway, that's not going to help you out. So you want to eat something that is balanced, has carbohydrates, maybe a little bit of protein, but I always make sure that we have carbohydrates because if you're you know, if it's your first meal of the day, or if you haven't eaten in several hours before that, those carbs are going to be your, your first source of fuel in your workout. So that's what you eat ahead of time. Make sure you're hydrating through your workout. Some people will say, don't drink water while you're working out. I always do. And that's completely fine for me. Obviously don't like chug so much water that you have that like full liquid belly feeling. I feel like we're really stating the obvious here, but it bears repeating. So maybe you drink a little bit of extra water before your workout. You know, you sit down, have a snack, have a big glass of water, and then continue to sip on water until your workout. Post-workout, you want to make sure you're getting a well-rounded meal. So you're not just eating only one thing, but I usually point people toward making sure they have protein post-workout. And some of that is just a cognitive thing. So your habit stacking. Habit stacking is when you take one habit and you let that habit be a trigger for another habit. So if you're getting into the habit of working out, you might as well stack onto that habit having a little bit more protein because women in general don't consume enough protein, typically. That's not universal, but typically. And we know that when we are exercising, we are intentionally damaging our muscles so that they build up faster and stronger. And we want to make sure that we're actually providing the protein that our body needs to build muscle. So if you're already underfed on protein and you're not making sure you get extra protein when you work out, then you're going to be really, really underfed on protein. So you really don't like literally I'm telling you, do not try to calculate the macros or the exact number of grams of protein or any of that stuff. If you're pregnant and you've been recommended by a doctor to do that, yes, of course, please do that. When I was pregnant, my midwife was like, you need to count your protein because you're not getting nearly enough. Fine. But if you're just a regular person, postpartum maybe, and or prenatal, but you eat meat and so you probably get plenty of protein, then Just think one extra serving of protein each day that you work out. It is so simple, so clear, so actionable. I know you're thinking, what is a serving of protein? Well, because we said we're not going to count macros or calculate the grams of protein, honestly, this is where like diet culture can kind of help you out because you can just be like, what's considered a high protein snack? Maybe you've heard Greek yogurt is better for you because it's higher in protein and lower in sugar higher in protein. Yay. So just do a bowl of Greek yogurt. doesn't have to be Greek yogurt by itself. You can have it with fruit. You have some carbs there and you know, maybe you, I'm thinking what is a source of fat you could throw in? I mean, Greek yogurt, I always do full fat everything if it's dairy. So it's going to have fat in it as well. Um, you could throw on some granola as well. If you wanted to get some more whole grains, You could have eggs. Typically, I wouldn't have eggs by themselves unless, you know, you're crunched for time and that's like a quick grab and go snack you can eat. 
but you could have like eggs on a piece of toast or something. You could go, and these are vegetarian. I'm mentioning specifically vegetarian ones. You can go with a protein shake. So a protein shake, especially if you have fruit mixed in or peanut butter mixed in, other nut butters mixed in, can be a very well-rounded thing. And you're not worried now about like having to like slam this whole protein shake and then go work out um, on a on a full belly. So I do protein shakes quite frequently. If it is a meal time for me anyway, within like an hour-ish of when I work out, then I'll have whatever I was gonna have anyway, which as I've mentioned already, my diet is not super protein heavy. I'll have whatever I was gonna have and then just a supplemental serving of protein. So a shake, eggs, whatever. This is, I know you're thinking like, this is too simple. Like there has to be more to it. Sure, of course, you could get more complicated. One way that I've decided to make my life more complicated is that I also do BCAAs, which are branched chain amino acids. They are also part of the muscle recovery process. I do that because one, I'm trying to get jacked always, and two, they're delicious. And three, you mix them with water, like a big thing of water. So it's an easy way for me. I consider it like my accountability because I'll go mix up a BCAA. I want to call it a shake because I do it in a blender bottle, but it's literally just like a drink, like um, one of those like crystal light powder things. Um, but I'll make, I'll make that. And then I'm like, okay, now I have to work out. Like I have this drink. Now I have to work out within X amount of time because my office is in my workout space. It is very easy for me to sit down and be like, oh, let me do one other thing. So no, I can't do one other thing. I have to do what I like. I have to sit down, not sit down. I have to get up and do my workout. Um, So that's what I do. I do BCAAs and like literally whatever snack is light and easy before my workout. And I do eat immediately before because I don't like to be hungry ever. And then I'll do an extra serving of protein and whatever I was going to eat anyway, uh, right after that's it. It truly is that simple. If you are having nutritional deficits, so there are all kinds of different signs of nutritional deficit. Um, I mean, fatigue, anything kind of hormone related, uh, gut health issues, those are all worth talking to someone like Dr. K, who I referenced earlier. Um, and I should get Dr. K on the show because I just realized I never, I've never had her on the show. Um, talk to someone like that who can do a nutrient panel for you, do some blood work and potentially do um, like a gut microbiome test as well and figure out what you need. So you can supplement or you can just address your diet and eat whole foods that, that satisfy those nutrient needs. But if you're, you know, overall feeling pretty good and you're just thinking, how do I appropriately eat around my workouts? Just eat a little more protein. It's that easy. All right. So that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. This is a great one to share with someone else because I think we all there's, first of all, I have not yet said vagina in this episode. So it's like a little bit less weird. Now I just made it weird, but it's a little bit of a less weird episode to share with a friend. Um, And we're all kind of asking these questions all the time. And your friend has probably said, oh, I heard this thing about intermittent fasting or like that you're supposed to do keto or that you have to do all this crazy stuff. Tell your friend that they don't have to do anything crazy. 
It's this simple, all right? Share it with a friend, share your episode feedback, give us a rating or review in uh, the podcast app that you use, and I will talk to you next week. Any of the resources mentioned in today's episode will be available in the show notes. So go ahead to your podcast app and open up the show notes, or you can find them right on my website. And I would be so grateful if you would share today's episode with a friend. So just go back to your podcast app, hit the share button and send the link over to someone who you think would benefit from this. And lastly, if you want bonus brownie points, you can go rate and review the podcast. This helps new subscribers find us and get some awesome benefits from listening to today's episode. Thanks again for being here and have an awesome week.